Welcome to the Biopractica Professional Podcast Series. Biopractica is an Australian-owned, practitioner-only brand focusing on nutritional and herbal products proven to play a role in preventative medicine. Biopractica is committed to supporting healthcare professionals in developing their knowledge and skills so they can confidently and effectively tackle the major health challenges facing their patients today. To support this commitment, the Learning Hub was established by Biopractica to offer practitioners a collection of educational resources so they can stay informed on the latest in health science research. So today I'm chatting with Lotta Johansson. Lotta is a microbiologist with a special interest in the human microbiome. She has 35 years experience in the field of probiotics and over 25 of those years have been working with a world leader in probiotics, BioGaia. Lotta is currently based in Stockholm in Sweden where she specialises in research focused on the Lactobacillus reuteri species of probiotic. For many years, Lotta has, has had a real passion for communicating the science of probiotics and helping people appreciate, cherish and nurture their microbiome. Some of you may have even been lucky enough to see Lotta when she came to Australia a few years ago for a series of seminars that we ran. When I first met Lotta in Stockholm four years ago, she helped me expand my experience of fermented foods with some surströming, an experience I'll never forget. Welcome, Lotta. Thank you, Paul. It's lovely to chat with you again. It's great to see you. I just wish we could have met in Perth instead or somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Un unfortunately, uh, times have changed since our first meeting, but we do have this technology that allows us to mm. chat. And the great thing about this form of technology is to actually share some of your experiences with the people listening today. So, Lotta, before we start talking about the L. Reuteri, the DSM-17938, can you tell us a little bit about BioGaia as a company? Okay, yes, sure, Paul. So, BioGaia is a Swedish biotech company, that, and we have been doing research on different probiotic strains for more than 30 years now. We have our headquarters in Stockholm, as you said, and uh, but also colleagues working in other parts of the world, like Singapore, Japan, US, and uh, Denmark. <laughs> uh, today, our products are also sold in more than 100 countries. We work with partners that sell our products worldwide. We have, uh, over the years, come to focus mostly on research with different strains of Lactobacillus reuteri, as you mentioned. And now, they are called Limosi Lactobacillus reuteri. So may I just make a short uh, detour before we move on to explain this sure. Limosi thing? Yeah, great. Because mm -hmm. I've been working with BioGaia for 26 years and Lactobacillus reuteri has always been called Lactobacillus reuteri. <laughs> mm -hmm. But last year in 2020, the scientific community agreed upon a reclassification of all Lactobacillus species. There were too many Lactobacillus species used in commercial products out there and new technical development made it possible to show that not all of them are really that closely related as one earlier thought. So with this reclassification, almost all Lactobacillus species got new names. And our Lactobacillus reuteri is now called Limosi Lactobacillus reuteri. It's not more easy to say than before, but there is a reason for this limosi thing. And 
it is because he is producing something called exopolysaccharides. And exopolysaccharides have kind of a slimy consistency. And the word slime in Latin is limosus. And, and, and this slime production may not sound so nice, but it is really a very good feature because the exopolysaccharides that Reutra produces protects the bacteria, produces a, a slimy surrounding around the bacteria cell and protects it on its way through the GI tract. And ah. another thing is that exopolysaccharides are long sugar molecules that actually works like a prebiotic. So, for example, bifidobacteria loves to eat exopolysaccharides. So actually, the, the slime that Reutra is producing works as biotic food for other beneficial bacteria in the GI tract. So it's a name we have to we live with, and it's actually quite good. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think it's really uh, fantastic because... A lot of people do wonder why um, different probiotics need to be in different strengths. Are they in billions or tens or hundreds of billions? Um, and I think you've really helped uh, a lot of people already just with what you said then. Understand that um, that this, you know, actually that, I'll call it the slime as such, uh, actually protects it and therefore allows it to move through the human digestive tract relatively unaffected as opposed to certainly other forms of probiotics which um, people have to use, you know, 20 billion organisms and, and that's likely because there's so much die off from there. So is, is this the one thing that really differentiates uh, the BioGaia uh, Reuterai strain probiotics from other probiotics on the market? Is that the one thing? No, Paul, and you know that. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe the most important thing is the number of clinical studies that have been done with oh, our different yeah. Reuterai strains. As of today, some 260 clinical studies. Uh, and, and when I say clinical studies, I mean studies done in humans have been done in hospitals and universities all over the world with Elroy strains from BioGaia, 260 or even more today. It's actually, it's mm -hmm. adding on from, from week to week. Mm. Uh, and another thing uh, is that BioGaia always specify exactly which strain, or in some cases strains, are found in our products. And as you all also know, Paul, a probiotic needs to be defined on strain level in order for you to know what benefit to expect. Mm -hmm. So this means not all Elroytri strains will have the same effect or behave the same in your body. One more thing is that many probiotic companies claims to have clinically proven probiotics in their products. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the list of ingredients, all you find is bacteria specified on species level. It says L. acidophilus, L. rhamnosus, or B. animalis, for example. And you cannot know if the product contains the B. animalis subspecies Lactis BB12, the very well-studied bifidobacteria from Denmark, or a cheaper, not studied at all, B. animalis strain from Italy. So all probiotic strains are not the same. <laughs> mm. And one more thing, I will let you come in. <laughs> one more thing is that many products on the market contains a mix of bacteria, sometimes eight, 10 different strains. And 
even if some clinical studies may have been done with, with one or two of these strains, you can't possibly know how they work together. So this is one thing that the scientific community seems to agree upon. A clinical trial with a probiotic needs to be performed with the exact combination of the strains used in the final product. And this is very rarely the case for any products that contains more than one or maybe two strains. So these multi-strain products needs to be tested with the final composition, but they very, very rarely are. So again, all probiotics from BioGaia have been tested in clinical studies at the same dose and with the same strain combination that you find in the product. All mm. probiotics are not the same. <laughs> Look, absolutely, and I think those are really some of the key uh, things that set the BioGaia range apart. And I think I can recall, you know, four years ago, you were talking about 260 clinical trials. I think it was 174, maybe four or five years yes. ago. So uh, yes. th there are absolutely, you know, uh, so many studies coming out all the time. And, and you're probably even aware of some that are, are still obviously in the study phase uh, that probably hold some really, I think, exciting research um, for people. So, so that's fantastic. Um, so look, we are talking about um, specifically the uh, Lamosi lactobacillus reuteri. I hope I got that uh, right. Um, why did BioGuide choose that particular type of bacteria in their products? Well, from now on, I'm going to call him L. Reut, right, to facilitate mm -hmm. a little. So, <laughs> L. Reut, right. He, he, he is a very fascinating bacteria species. And already in 1985, it was shown that he had a positive effect on the immune system. And specifically an inhibiting effect on the virus causing HIV and AIDS. Those were popular viruses to focus research on in 1980s. And at that time, two scientists, one from Sweden and one from the United States, did some groundbreaking research on different strains of L. Reutri species and filed patents to protect their findings. And then we have two entrepreneurs, two Swedish entrepreneurs, Peter Rothschild and Jan Anvall, that by coincidence heard about this bacteria and became interested and decided to, to buy the whole, the rights, the patents, everything, and commercialize L. Reutri in probiotic products. And first, they also intended to do so for animal feed, so both for animals and humans use. Uh, that was the initial intention when they first started the company Bagaya. But after finding out that the animal feed business was difficult and functional food beginning to become popular, Peter and Jan decided to start putting Elroy Dry in food for humans. And when they planned to do so, they realized and understood that it was important to find an Elroytri strain that was of human origin. Mm -hmm. So they had chicken strains, they had uh, turkey strains, they had pig strains, all kinds of Reuteri strains uh, used for animal feed industry, but now they wanted a human strain. And at this time, BioGaia had a research director called Dr. Ivan Casas, and he strongly believed in something he called the circle of life. He knew that the first thing a newborn or hatched is, I think you say hatched about chickens. <laughs> uh, That's right. Yep. Is doing 
is walking behind his mother, the hen, and eat her poo. Mm -hmm. That way, very important microorganisms are transferred from the hen to the sterile newborn chicken. So that's how a chicken does it. And that's what he had seen working with the feed industry. But he was sure that that was same. The same was true also for humans. We all know that a newborn baby are more or less <laughs> sterile at birth and very sensitive to bad microbes before they establish the stable microbiota on their own. So the baby is supposed to get these microbes, often lactobacillus or bacteria, from their mother. First, during the passage through the birth canal, and second, through the breast milk. Can I make another short detour? Because in sure. Australia, you, you have a perfect example of this circle of life in the koala. It is absolutely crucial for a baby koala, I think you call them joeys, joeys uh, to get the right bacteria from the mother koala. Otherwise, they will not even survive. They need a very special microbiota composition in order to handle these poisonous, actually, eucalyptus leaves and extract, extract nutrients from it. They're very low in nutrients and poisonous, but with the microbes that the joey get from the mother, mm. he can handle this food. So for the first month, they just get milk from the mother. But when they are ready to start on solids, as you would say for a baby, the mother feeds the baby koala a liquid paste called pup. And pup is full of mom's gut bacteria, which helps right. prepare the joey for its adult life and eating these eucalyptus leaves. So right. you have the absolutely best example uh, in Australia. But anyway, Fantastic. coming back to Dr. Ivan. Oh, so so, so <laughs> I, I was going to say, so, so in a nutshell, koalas couldn't actually exist and survive without this. So that, that's how important no. the microbiota is to them. Yes. Yes. They are very, very special animals. Like, apart from being extremely cute, <laughs> uh, they, <laughs> they live on food that others would die from. <laughs> and that's the microbes Ooh. in their, their microbiota that is helping them. Uh, but okay, so coming back to Dr. Casas, uh, Roy Dry, he was convinced that Roy Dry is one of those bacteria that the newborn baby needs and that the mother should transfer to her baby. So, and he, in his bacteria freezer in the lab, he had uh, lots of Roy Dry isolated from the female vagina. But he had this idea that a probiotic isolated from breast milk would be more commercially attractive. And, and he also had feces strains isolated from feces, but he didn't like that either. But he was convinced that L. Rotra should be found in breast milk if mother nature were to decide. That's how he put it. And so okay, he lived in the United States. So he went around to hospitals in the United States selecting breast milk samples, but without finding any Rotra and pretty much no bacteria at all in, in breast milk. But he was originally from Peru. And once when he was home on vacation, he visited a hospital uh, in an Indian village up in the Andes and collected breast milk samples from Indian women. And all these samples contained lots of interesting bacteria, but also numerous strains of Elroytri. And one of these strains, Elroytri, DSM 17938, 
was chosen and is still used in Biogaia Protectis products all over the world. So he got, he was right. Roy Dry is to be found in breast milk if you take the samples in the right way, like they did in the, this Indian uh, hospital. Uh, two other strains, the Elroy Dry ATCC PTA6475 was originally isolated from breast milk too, a couple of years later uh, in a clinical study in Finland. So the last one then uh, that we have commercialized today is Elroy Dry ATCC PTA. 5289 and that is used in products for oral health and that strain was originally isolated from the mouth of a Japanese woman with exceptional good oral health so host specificity but to some extent also site specificity sort of an oral strain for use in oral health products right okay so (laughs) So the El Reutri has really been chosen um, because of its affinity for humans um, and that, you know, uh, I, I guess the sites where it was found, we're going to see make it appropriate for different uses in the body. So as you said, the uh, ATCC PTA 5289, for example, originally isolated from the mouth. And, and it turns out that's very good for oral health. And of course, from um, the ducts uh, or, or breast milk as such, of course, it makes sense. Children drink that. So it's going to go through the digestive tract and, and have that beneficial effect. Um, so in relation to gut healing, are there any specific sort of, do, do you understand the mechanisms of action or modes of action as to why there are gut healing properties for the uh, L. Reuteri DSM-17938? Yes, we, we have studied that a lot. And it has been shown that Reuteri contributes to gut healing in many different ways. And again, I'm sorry, it's going to be a long answer. <laughs> Lots of examples. But first is Elroydry's effect on dysbiosis. As you know, if you suffer from dysbiosis, you have an unbalanced microbiota. That's what the word dysbiosis means. And Elroydry contributes to a better composition of the microbiota in different ways. One is by competing with pathogens. He's producing something called Reuterine and of course, it's called reuterine because Reuter is producing it. It's a 3-hydroxypropion aldehyde. It's the, there is a chemical name for it as well, but we call it reuterine. And reuterine has been shown to inhibit, for example, Clostridium difficile, Salmonella, and Staphylococcus aureus, the one that's causing septis, sepsis. Uh, and all of them yeah, are quite nasty pathogens. So reuterine production, inhibiting pathogens. But Elroytra has also been shown to increase the concentration of good bacteria, like lactobacilli and and bifidobacteria. So, for example, by, as I mentioned before, this production of exopolysaccharides, these large sugar molecules that works as a prebiotic, is perfect food for bifidobacteria. And that has also been seen in clinical studies, that if Reutra is given the, the concentration of bifidobacteria goes up in the GI tract. So positive effect on microbiota has been shown in 
in mode of action studies in the lab, but also in clinical studies. One more example is a SIBO study shown, Reutra has been shown to reduce SIBO, which you know is a, like a severe type of dysbiosis. Maybe this is the most important mode of action when we're talking about gut healing is L. Reutra's capacity to improve the intestinal barrier by increasing production of new epithelial cells meaning that Reutra contributes to a healthier inner skin. And now we need to talk a little bit about our inner skin. <laughs> it, it's supposed to be, it's a permeable inner skin that is normally replaced every fourth day. Do you know that? You have a new skin on the inside every fourth day because it needs to be very fresh and well-performing at all times. Your inner skin needs to be able to differentiate between good and bad decide what to absorb into your body and what to block out. So normally every fourth day you have a new skin. And certain conditions, for example, if you get a pathogenic virus into your system, that will result in slower production of new epithelial cells. That's the mode of action of, for example, rotavirus to slow down production of new epithelial cells, which makes your inner skin old, broken, and makes it possible for the virus to get into your body. So the pathogenic virus may result in so-called leaky gut, and th mm. this can be counteracted by taking l dsm dsm 7938 So he's increasing the production of new epithelial cells three times. Again, coming back to what is normal, what is supposed to be, and resulting in a healthier, more fresh, and more well-performing inner skin. Another uh, mode of action has been shown by uh, Professor Bienenstock's group at McMaster University in Canada, and he showed positive effect on motility. And this may almost sound strange, too good to be true, but it was shown in a very sophisticated mode of action study that Elroitra has the capacity to slow down the movements, the peristaltics of the small intestine and increase the movements in the large intestine. And slower movements in the small intestine allows for better digestion, more time to break down large molecules, resulting in less gas production further down in the system, better absorption of nutrients, the food is more properly broken down. So you want the food to stay a little bit longer in the small intestine. While increased movements in the large intestine probably contributes to less problems with constipation. And because the, the, the food that you eat are supposed to pass through your gastrointestinal tract at a very specific pace, slower in the small intestine, faster in the larger, to avoid dysbiosis, malnutrition, or inflammation. And if not, if the food has the wrong tempo through your body, that may result in leaky gut. Two more things. <laughs> I want to mention uh, that clinical studies have shown reduction in visceral pain in humans. So now we're talking about a, a clinical study where actual reduction of pain is experienced by the, the study object, objects. And studies in the lab have been able to explain this effect. Mode of action studies has explained how L. Reutry is blocking the so-called 
TRPB1 pain receptor. That's a receptor that is situated in your epithelial lining that sends signals to your brain, everything is okay, or, oh, it hurts, there is some pain, that even if there's maybe a gas bubble that is passing by, he can still get a little bit crazy and send signals to your brain that it hurts. But Reutry is making this TRPV1 pain receptor behave in a better way. Right. Finally, Reutry has also been shown to add uh, anti-inflammatory effect and has a positive effect on the immune system. Those are kind of related. So a daily intake of Reutry DSM-7938 results in increased activation of so-called CD4 plus T helper cells. Today, everybody knows about T cells. Everybody talks about T cells in relation to the corona. It's a very important project leader in our immune system. Without this CD4 plus T helper cells being really active, other parts of the immune system will not know how, what to do. They are organizing other parts of the immune system. So finally, I also want to emphasize that mode of action studies are mainly done in vitro. Mm -hmm. So not in humans like clinical studies are, but in the lab uh, for ethical reasons, uh, mainly or for practical reasons, you can test much more, much faster if you do it in the lab. So, but this also means that mode of action studies, they're not on their own proof of effect in humans. You cannot rely only on mode of action studies, but it may contribute with an explanation to what you see in clinical studies. So, for example, this activation of CD4 plus T helper cells maybe can explain why children going to daycare got sick less often when they got a Reutra on a daily basis compared to those children that got placebo. So work as an explanation for what you see in clinical studies. That was a long answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, I think you know some of the really important points that answer though is that um, that the, the, there is actually research there, not just to observe what the effect of um, using, say, uh, L. Reuter IDSM one seven nine three eight as a therapy is, but why exactly it's helping. And and so many practitioners, I think, really like to know and. Um, I think you can apply uh, the use of probiotics differently if you understand uh, what it seems they actually do within the body. So I think it's really, really valuable not just to have the clinical trials showing that, for example, it, it decreased uh, colic and and crying time, but what it's actually doing. And, you know, I think it's very interesting, uh, some of those mode of action studies that you spoke of, looking at the transit time and, and how simply the presence of, of a uh, beneficial bacteria such as the Elroyter IDSM17938 can can impact transit time and speed it up where it needs to be maybe a bit faster and slow it down where it's going to be beneficial if it's a little bit slower. So that, that was absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, I, I do have a question though. I often say patients aren't patient. So the question is how quickly will it work? So is there sort of, how long would someone be taking um, the some of the L-Reuterized strains for before they notice an improvement possibly in their symptoms? Well, it's that's actually a very difficult question. How, how long it takes before you notice an effect depends on who you are, uh, how old you are, what you eat, 
the current composition of your microbiota and many other parameters, maybe even your body temperature effects. Uh, but I can give some examples from what we have seen in, in clinical studies. Six different clinical studies have shown that if you suffer from acute gastroenteritis, you will notice an improvement when you take a Reuter DSM-7938 already after 48 hours. Wow. Constipation, on the other hand, has in clinical trials been shown by Oyeti et al. 2014 and Rietzo et al. in 2018 to be alleviated after four weeks. So constipation is a condition that often takes a longer time to solve. IBS is another condition that you can be expected to take weeks, maybe even months rather than hours to manage. Mm -hmm. And if you are taking probiotics to reduce side effects caused by use of antibiotics or other drugs, it's important to take the probiotic during the whole treatment, but preferably also two weeks after you finalize the course. Simple Manatal showed in a clinical study in 2011, significant reduction of antibiotic associated diarrhea in patients that needed to take antibiotics when they got a Reuter DSM-7938 at the same time. So when talking about eating probiotics for a long time, it's also important to mention L. Reuteri strains from BioGaia have been proven safe in more than 30 safety studies. So if you want to eat for a long time, no worries. You can do like I've done. I've been eating raw dry literally every day for 26 years. I'm still standing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's really interesting because very often I know when I'm chatting with practitioners on the technical support line, the, the, there's a, a, a big question that do I actually give probiotics while people are taking antibiotics? And, and from what you've said, um, th there is there is good data to show that when using the L. Reuteri, uh, the DSM-17938 strain, you can actually take them, at, and in fact, there's benefit to taking them at the same time as the antibiotics. That's correct? Yes. Great. Even if, if, if you eat one times 10 to the eight without antibiotics, maybe 90% survives the passage, maybe thanks to the exopolysaccharides. But if you eat antibiotics at the same time, maybe you lose 50%, maybe you lose 60%. There's still some there. So mm -hmm. it will still make a difference. So it's, it's still useful, but you, you could, we always still recommend that you don't take it with the same spoon at the exact same time. Or at the, mm -hmm. So you can take it two hours apart because the antibiotic is fairly, rapidly absorbed into the bloodstream where it's supposed to do its job most often. Take it two hours apart, but do eat at the same time. Even if you lose some Reuteri, you can take one in the morning, one in the evening if you feel better, but uh, yeah, eat at the same time and continue afterwards. Absolutely. And the great thing is that there is actually data out there to show that there is benefit in doing that, you know, and, and I think that's one of the take home messages, uh, Lotta, is that there is so much uh, research done on these specific strains and the recommendations that are made are actually backed in research. And I think that's one of the things that really makes some of the BioGaia products uh, very unique compared to, as you said much earlier, uh, that you know some, sometimes people can say, oh, there's this species, but they don't specify the strain. Uh, but when we're dealing with BioGaia products, there, there is that, um, you know, that strain specificity, there is that data behind it. And that, that means it's something that people can use quite confidently and even as you mentioned again, even those uh, mode of action studies to understand exactly why it's likely 
helping people um, improve in their health. Look, we're almost at the end of all the time we have for this podcast, but I have one final question, and that is, if listeners remember only one piece of information from our conversation, because we've covered a lot, what would you like them to remember? What would be the thing you'd like them to leave uh, remembering from this chat? <laughs> That's another difficult question. Can I, can I give three? <laughs> yeah, three takeaway absolutely. messages? <laughs> certainly can. But first, a healthy and fresh inner skin. It is important to secure that the right things, like nutrients and vitamins, are absorbed into your body, and others, like pathogens and toxins, are not. A fresh inner skin is important. Second, a probiotic, a good probiotic supported by clinical studies like Elrotra DSM-7938 or other strains from BioGaia will provide gut healing, which is important for so many conditions, not only gut-related, actually. Last, not all probiotics are the same. Probiotics need to be defined on strain level. Oops, that was almost four. I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> oh, look, that, that's fine. Thank you so much for your time today. We've covered a huge amount, um, including where exactly, uh, you know, uh, Biogaia began, uh, the sorts of strains, why those strains were quite specifically chosen. We've even learned a little bit about koalas and why and how they can digest those toxic <laughs> eucalyptus leaves. We've looked at um, antibiotics and you know which sort of strains you can in fact take with antibiotics to really help uh, protect against some of those GI associated side effects. So thank you so much for your time. I know it's very early in Stockholm. I will let you get on with the rest of your day and I look forward to chatting again with you sometime soon, Lotta. Thank you, Paul. Always a pleasure to chat with you. To continue the conversation or find out more about our products and educational resources, please head to biopractica.com.au. Biopractica, empowering healthcare professionals.